operators. Parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hello there, this is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name is Grant Rowley, and usually I'm joined by Tony D'Alberto, but he's having another week off, obviously bathing in the success of leading the TCR Australia series. He now leads by... 29 points or 37 points. It depends on what day you're looking at the uh, point system because uh, so many people copped uh, penalties in that last race. But filling in for him and filling in so very well this week is Thomas Randall. Thomas, of course, drives the Castrol Racing Ford Mustang for Tickford. And Thomas, thanks for joining us. You're currently in the car on the way back from Winton. What's going on? How are you? Well, thanks for having me on board, Grant. Uh, great to be in the pleasure of yourself, even if it's on a Zoom call and on the Parked Up podcast. Um, yeah, as you said, you know, Tony D's uh, an absentee, and I'd be surprised if he hasn't even blocked your number by now because <laughs> leading the championship, things are looking pretty good for him, and, uh, you know, I'd obviously do the same. All right, very good. Well, uh, I know exactly where I stand uh, in this uh, in this bit of uh, bit of life. So you're on your way back from Winton. Have you been doing some uh, some supercars testing? Have you been helping people out? Tell us what what took you up, or were you doing some sightseeing around Benalla? Sightseeing around Benalla. There's a racetrack out there called Winton Motor Raceway. Yep. Um, not sure if you've heard of it, Grant. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. <laughs> Been, been around the traps. Yeah, look, so it was uh, Super 2 test day for Zach Best, uh, Super 2 driver for Tickford Racing. And um, yeah, I just got to do the cheeky 10 laps. So yeah, nice three-hour drive up and back for 10 laps. But look, no, it's it's been not too bad. And uh, he's running at Perth next week uh, in the Super 2 field alongside us in the main series. But yeah, he's got the orange numbers on, championship leader. So you probably wouldn't have much luck getting him on the podcast either. <laughs> oh, I doubt. Well, look, I think I'm just being attracted to people who are or are around championship leaders. So that's probably not a bad thing for, for me to be. Look out, Shane Van Gisbergen. I'm coming for you next week. Um, so why'd so, you call me then? Why'd <laughs> you call me? <laughs> well, I think maybe the uh, the gods of uh, series leaders were uh, calling upon me and they've pointed me in your direction. Okay, well, tell me how uh, how today went. Who else was there? Give us the scoop. Give us the inside Winton Motor Raceway scoop. Oh, the, the big scoop is that we were the only ones there. That is the first time in my history of going to Winton, I reckon, that it's only been one car on the track. So it was only Zach in his Super 2 car. So there you go. Not much of a scoop, but it is good in a way because you can hear the car uh, so well. It's the only one on track. You can hear any lockups you can hear when splitters are hitting the ground and you certainly know when it's going off the track as well so um no, i think it was a good day and uh, i think they're just wrapping up now i think they're running yeah I think they're just, uh, maybe got another half now but uh i was allowed to get a leave pass early and nice. uh yeah get to join you which is which is fantastic awesome well thank you very much for coming on uh, okay, well, then just to tell us a little bit about the day. You did a, a few laps. I'm assuming you've broken um, all sorts of lap <laughs> records around there while you did your um, 10 or less laps. It was it, um, like you've, you've obviously done and won the uh, Dunlop Super 2 series back in uh, that favorite year of everybody's 2020. Um, but yeah, what, what could you sort of pass on to Zach and, and how do you think he's going? Oh, look, I think he's going really well. I mean, as I said, he's after well after one round, he's, he's uh, leading the championship. Um, had a pretty strong round at Sydney, which was a couple of months ago now. But uh, it's really just to validate a few things that we decide to do. Well, not myself, but Brad, um, and he's got a new engineer now, actually, Dylan Talabani. So that there, there's an inside scoop. There we go. Uh, I knew there engineer. was a scoop. There's always there a scoop there is. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so he'll he'll be engineering Zach for the Super 2 Series or for the rest of it. So you'll be seeing him uh, in Perth next week. So that'll be, that was good. So that was probably maybe one of the ticket items today just to build up that relationship between Zach and Dylan. Um, and then, yeah, just run through a few things, do a green run, green tyre run, brand new tyre run, 
and just sort of get back in the groove of the car because he hasn't driven that car since Sydney, which was way back at the start of March. So yeah, just get back in the groove of things. And then I think that'll be loaded uh, on Friday. And uh, yeah, the big, big trip over to Perth will commence, I think on Sunday for the truckies. So yeah, it's a nice, lovely drive across the Nullarbor. Mm. Have, um, have you ever done that? Yeah. Like you're obviously done the uh, trip from Melbourne to Winton a few times, but have you ever done the uh, the big old one across uh, across from either side of our great southern land? I, I never have actually. I'd love to. What about you, Grant? Have you had the pleasure of driving to the other side uh, of Australia? I, no, I drove to Adelaide once. I drove to Adelaide once and and then I flew home and then one just recently. Oh, that, that's just, cheating. That's that is, cheating. It was real. It was, uh, I had the cheats on that day. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just recently, Tony and I actually drove home together from, from Tatelum Bend. Uh, so that was a, a bit of a road trip journey. Of course, you can go back through the Parked Up podcast archives and listen to that. But uh, yeah, that I've never gone. I've never gone that far. I think the furthest. What's the furthest you've driven? What's oh. the furthest you've gone in a car? Yeah. Well, if it's Melbourne, to, it's if uh, depends. It's either Melbourne to Adelaide or it's Melbourne to Sydney. Whatever's the furthest there. I think Melbourne to Sydney is further. Um, I really haven't done much more than a 10, 11 hour stint in uh, in the car. Surely you've done longer than that. Uh, trekking race cars around the country i have yeah i've gone melbourne to rockhampton townsville gladstone no gladstone i think oh, that's yeah. yeah for some go-karting Maybe. action up that uh yeah, up that big hill there that's a great yeah. little track yeah yeah so that's that's the furthest i've gone and you know once you once you hit brisbane it's it's you know a full day of driving to go from melbourne to brisbane and uh, it's basically another day to go from there to, or almost from there to Rockhampton. You kind of forget how large Queensland is. Or, well, you, to be honest, you forget how large Australia is. I mean, a flight from Melbourne to Perth is about three, three and a half hours. And if you're living in, say, in the UK, a flight from London to Barcelona is two hours. And uh, it's pretty nuts to think how far we travel for racing because our, our country's so big you know a melbourne to darwin round is kind of like going from london to to turkey so it's uh, which f1 is a, is a flyway so it's um yeah do we do rack up or the truckies do rack up a lot of kilometers on the roads mm, it's such a shame that um 90 of the middle of australia is all desert Otherwise, we'd have a uh, a, a population, a, a absolutely massive population. But yeah, you can uh, typically only really live and enjoy the great bits of Australia around the coast. Everything else is barren, unless you like going and uh, like yeah, I don't tackle, think be, yeah. tackle kangaroos or camels. Well, maybe Tony Dalberto is doing that right, right at the moment. That's part of his uh, uh, exercise regime uh, to try and uh, continue leading the TCR Australia series. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we're speaking about Perth, and of course, we're going there for the next round of the Repco Supercars Championship. We let's talk about your racing. The, the uh, Adelaide Grand, uh, the the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne. It's not in Adelaide anymore. That got pinched off them a few years back. But uh, the the event looked like it could have been a real breakout weekend particularly for your number 55 Castrol car. Uh, a couple of really strong qualifying performances, no great no. results to, to, uh, to bring home, uh, but I guess some encouraging signs that, you know, it, it might be on the right track. Do you agree with that? Oh, I 100% agree with that. And yeah, it was very disappointing on Sunday. I mean, we, I qualified fourth, which is a personal best of mine. And, uh, you know, to start at the front, is uh, it's pretty cool, especially on the Sunday. Like we were the last session before Formula One, and uh, big crowd, and so yeah, to be starting on the second row was pretty cool feeling. And that was, to be honest, the easiest start of the weekend because just gone off the line, and uh, it was pretty much single file the whole first lap. It was yeah, pretty pretty easy, and then unfortunately it kind of all went wrong <laughs> from the pits up onwards. So, um, but look, yeah, I, I'd rather be fighting for those positions and have those things happen than um, I guess battling in P20 and not knowing where the speed is. So that's, 
there's a lot of positives to take away. Like you said, a couple of PB qualifying results and thought we had really good race speed. Yeah, just need to put it all together now and um, yeah, make it make it to the end and just try and get all the one percenters happening. Cool. So uh, that was the Albert Park track. We head all the way over to the other side of the country for Perth uh, next week, which is exciting. First time we've been to Perth since 2019, it would have been. We get to race under lights. There's a lot of cool things that are going to go on. When, how much um, racing have you actually done around Barbara Oh, sorry, uh, Wanneroo these days, we need to call it. We do. We do need to call it Wanneroo. I think they probably get offended if we call it Barbagallo Raceway. That's right. Um, this is no, the first I'm... time we've gone there for many, many years with it uh, being called Wanneroo. It is, it's crazy to think the last time we were there was, um, yeah, 2019. You know, that was three seasons ago. And, um, yeah, the, the, the track had been resurfaced just prior to that race. Um, so I first raced there in 2018 in Super 2, and I, that's actually where I got my first pole position and my first round podium, which was pretty special. And then, yeah, 2019 probably wasn't as strong for us, but, yeah, I've been lucky enough to race there twice now, and it's just fantastic for the category to be going back there because, you know, we're an Australian championship and we should be racing it every uh, every state in uh, in the country. So yeah. it's, it's great they to be going back. They did and, try and uh, yeah. during the uh, pandemic, they did try and cut themselves off from Australia for a while there. Uh, yeah. And they, they were the butt of some of the jokes. But look, um, in all seriousness, you're you're right. The, the championship should visit every state and territory. Uh, we don't get to race in Canberra at the moment, but otherwise we tick every other box. So uh, exciting that we do get to get to go back to Perth. When you, when you think of, the Wanneroo Raceway, what's the thing that comes to your mind? And whether it's, you know, trying to find a lap time or your favourite fish and chip shop down by the <laughs> river or whatever. There is actually um, a few nice restaurants where we stay. Um, and it's been so long that I kind of forgot about it. So I saw we, where we were staying this year. It's the same spot. And um, I was is like, it, oh, beauty. Is, we can is go it Hillary's? Is, it, is that what I call it? Is it Hillary's? No, nah, not Hillary's. Oh, I'll have to. Um, it's in Scarp, Scarborough, Scarborough, yeah, okay, Scarborough. Yeah. That is a nice little and, place um, for sure. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a Cold Rock ice cream joint not far away, and there's something about I reckon having an ice cream before a race man or a race day. I reckon there's there's a good omen in that. Right. Um, but look for the racetrack itself. The things I've found well in the two years is that it's so tight. I mean, the lap time is a sub one minute. We're doing about fifty or second lap time or 53s. So it's it's kind of like Simmons Plains in a way that one small mistake and it, it's so costly, you know, where the Grand Prix was more about just putting the whole lap together because it's such a long lap. You know, if you could, if you drove the track at like 90%, 95%, you'd probably be in a good position, but only driving it at 95% at Barbara Gala, you'll be towards the back because the margins are so small. And we normally find there that, especially in the main series, that the gaps between first and last is less than a second. So um, qualifying is everything. And uh, it's the same in qualifying. The, uh, the traffic is insane because the track's so short. You've got 25 cars all on track. Yeah, she gets, gets pretty hectic. Mm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit of a bull ring. It always amazes me that they've got such a you know great big space over there in WA. And uh, for anyone who's been to Wanneroo, they'll you know you've got to drive a long way out of town to to go to their their number one racetrack. And there's all this space, all this sand, all this um, construction area or or mining or I don't know whatever they do over there and they've got this tiny little racetrack that uh, it, it is very well maintained and you can see that they always have made improvements over the years you know they moved the pits from outside onto the inside of the track and they've got uh, you know that great space there now that the the teams can set up in in a in a really good way to do pit stop races and uh, excellent viewing from the top um for, mm. for the corporate it's a great spectator track it's a fantastic spectator track and 
Why can't and, they uh, just like you said, add, it's kind of in this, well, a kilometer and a half to the circuit. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much space out there. Well, I think I think there's um I don't know what the the zoning of the land is behind the circuit, but um you know I guess they say don't, what are they what's the saying um if it ain't broke you know don't but um it. it look it has provided great racing over the years and um I, I do remember like there's I think there was a, a video that came up on um, Facebook or YouTube the other day, the uh, Lowndes and Winterbottom or Lowndes and Davison um, from that, I think from 2012 or 2011. Oh, the, um, uh, that was a, a great put, battle. Yeah. Push them, push them out. Don't, the, uh, what was, uh, Dado was saying something like just, uh, just tip them off or something. I think he got fined for that. That's it. Something like that. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I had a, um, I had a funny incident actually in, in 2018. So as I said, I, for the last, or for the second race, so we had three races there in 2018. The first two you qualified for, and the third one was accumulated points from the first two, which would set the grid. And so I qualified on pole for the second race, and I didn't even know I was on pole until I came in the pits. I kept asking, saying, "Pato, what's the go? Like, where do we qualify?" Anyway, I didn't, he didn't tell me right until I got in the pits, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Anyway, so the race was on the Sunday our pits uh, or the, the Super 2 pits I should say uh, on the outside and the main series pits from the inside and the only way to get there as a spectator or as a person is via the bridge when racing is on anyway infield having lunch anyway so i thought i probably should the car's pretty early especially being in a support category anyway i go up to cross the bridge and the uh, security guard says oh sorry mate the bridge is closed and i said excuse me what and like right at this moment grant i am living my worst nightmare you know i have nightmares about this missing sessions and i'll wait sometimes i've woken up in a sweat thinking like no way how have i missed a session anyway this wasn't only a session this was the race that I was starting from pole position. Anyway, I said to the guy, "What? Why is the bridge closed?" And he goes, "Stadium super trucks are on." And I thought that actually does make sense because they're doing jumps, and the last thing you probably want is one of them to mess up a jump and go straight into the bridge. Uh-oh. Anyway, and I'm thinking, "Yeah, right." And I said, "Yeah, but I've got I've got a race coming up," and he's probably thinking like, "You know, oh yeah, righto." And I'm Santa Claus, and I'm like, <laughs> "No, like seriously, I have this race. Like I'm starting from pole." And he's like, "Oh, sorry, mate." Can't, can't cross and i'm starting to freak out anyway i just i just bolted and he's like hey mate what are you doing and i just just ran to the other side and he wasn't going to stop me and uh I, look let's just say crisis averted <laughs> um okay cool so was that the year <laughs> was that the year that the stadium truck had the big potato on the front straight and the wheel hit the bridge I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, pretty sure it was. Jesus. Okay, yeah. cool. It was either that year or 2017. Yeah. I do oh. remember, I'm pretty sure, was it Jake Kostecki? Was it the Jake or Kurt ran in the super trucks? And there was a, one, I can't remember which one was driving. But it was a huge shunt. They had a huge rollover out of turn one. But um, yeah, I have to ask Jake if that was him. Yeah, anyway, it was, look, you just, I was literally living my worst nightmare. So I'm glad that it didn't didn't come to fruition and that would have been a pretty awkward phone call to make i reckon yeah or uh, the other awkward phone call was trying to call uh, your team manager after you'd been arrested for uh disobeying the uh secure <laughs> securities um authority major yeah, so authority. any young kids that are listening yeah any young kids listening and don't do what i did and uh listen to your parents and listen you know the security guards telling you not to cross a bridge Probably don't cross a bridge unless you're on pole position for a super two. <laughs> that's right. I think that's your <laughs> that's your hall pass, I guess, if uh, if we can call it that. Uh, okay, yeah, cool. So. Um, and these tips are for free as well. Thank you very much. Thanks to uh, Parked Up and Race Fuels and Thomas Randall. We like it. Um, okay, that's cool. So uh, it's been a, a happy, a reasonably good track for Tickford over the years, but. Uh, you know, more often than not, we've seen those um, Triple Eight Holdens. 
and the uh, the DJR cars also do uh, very very well over there. So, um, what's the vibe like within the team? Is is this a round where you guys can get back on top of them? What's uh, what what's the team's thoughts ahead of uh, Perth this next weekend? Oh look, I'd like to hope so. I mean, every round you go in optimistic of of good results, and yeah, it's it's a little bit of an unknown because 2018 the track was not resurfaced. That was sort of the last year of it being a cheese grater. And then 2019, it got resurfaced. I'm just going to pause one sec, Brent. One sec. Why pause? Are you get yeah, sorry. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just getting the drones through. I what mean, you, you can have it in the pause. We're not pausing this. This, this, just, is, this, this is going Oh, on. we're not? Nah. So, well, I want to hear what you're ordering. <laughs> nah, because I'm going to have dinner at home. Because, you know, if I eat too much now, I won't eat dinner. Thank you. I just ordered. Yeah. Uh, cappuccino and a piece of banana bread toasted wow very good i'd say that's healthy but there's probably about 18 teaspoons of sugar inside that uh, banana bread which is why it tastes so delicious no i know when you get it toasted and you put like you lather a little bit of butter on it it's just hits the spot you know grant just hits (laughs) the spot very good. Because I don't really, it's it's too much for a wrap at the moment and it's too much for a burger because it's nearly five o'clock. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get home around, I don't know, 7, 15-ish. You know, there's yeah. dinner there. Thank you. Don't worry. Cheers. <laughs> I'll just see if they put the butter in. And they did not. Oh, no. Excuse no, me. Hey, excuse me. Oh, I specifically asked for butter, Grant. Oh, no, you have going, to have is butter. It, is this... Excuse me. Get that butter. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> hey, you need that butter. Like if you ordered a sausage roll and they didn't, and you asked for tomato sauce and they don't give you that tomato sauce, like, I'd be I'd be complaining. Have you got your butter? No. No, the, the window's shut. No one's coming to see me. No, you wait I'm there. Happy. You wait there. Is this part of the podcast? Well, I don't know. Why not? People need to know that you need you know butter in your, your brain. You know what? I'm gone. I'm, you know what? I'm not staying. They're not oh, interested. No. I don't yeah, like that. One star. Yeah, I'm re- never coming back. One star review. Where have, you, uh, where have you dined in at? Where have you shopped? I've dined in at the Golden Arches, which is also known as oh, McDonald's. Mackie D's. One of my favorites. Mm. Yeah. Just went to the drive-thru at Uroa, uh, which was quite busy. Hey, just just for and, something uh, a little bit more random, I've got Tony D on the phone right now. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear him, but uh, I'm going to put uh, him on speaker right now. Tony D, you're on the Parked Up podcast with Thomas Randall. You've called my phone. The audio might not be brilliant, but how are you today? Oh, mate, I was just ringing you because I listened to Parked Up last. Hey, Thomas, by the way, how you going, mate? No um, worries. How are you, Tony? Mr. Championship Leader. The audio is terrible on Parked Up Plus. Fix it. On Parked Up Plus, which 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 part is it? When you're doing a little race report, uh, uh, nah, I know. Hey Grant, hey Grant. I had my mic on. It was just uh, the location that I was at didn't really suit. It didn't really hey, suit. Grant. To- Thomas. Thomas is trying to uh, talk here. Sorry, Tony. To you can't. Uh, you can't hear. Let me see if I can do something that might make. You know what? Work. I just want to. Thomas say, wants to say something say, to you, uh, guess, TCR Championship Leader. Say, <laughs> say someone here. Get a load of this guy. Championship leader calls in just to complain about the audio. Doesn't even ask how you're going. Just audio is crap. You know what kind <laughs> of what kind of person is this? It's you know why because he's a championship leader. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I thought I'd better listen to keep supporting the cause, but the audio is all over the joint. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, Fogs' little bit. Of course, everybody, you can listen to. Uh, Mark Fogarty's Parked Up Plus every Monday. It comes out Monday afternoon around five o'clock. And uh, Tony's a couple of days off the pace, getting uh, up to date on the latest bits of uh, news. Look, Tony, while uh, while we've got you here, uh, just tell us um, uh, why aren't you on your podcast? <laughs> I'm just so busy, just so busy, so busy. Right. No, I'm going to come on next week. Okay. I'm come on next week. Then we'll have a chat then. Okay, cool. All right, we'll do that. Well, in the meantime, Thomas and I have some very important business to get back to. Hey, so, Grant, Grant, you should be playing hardball with him. Grant, you should yeah. be playing hardball. You should say, 
oh, let me just check my schedule next week, you know, and I'll get back to you, Tony. That's how I would be doing it. <laughs> uh, I just hung up on him. He'll be right. He'll get over it. <laughs> okay, cool. So that was interesting. Hang on. Did you sort your banana bread issue? No, I did not. No, oh, the issue right, is right. not unresolved. Uh, and I have no closure. So I hate um, Ma- I hate giving Mackie D's bad reviews. It is it is like for me the ultimate uh, road trip food. It's it's very consistent. Uh, the oh, yeah. you know you've got a great a, a variety of options. If you need that you know real treaty double cheeseburger with extra pickles, throw a few chips on, a little bit of extra sauce. Um, that is usually my go to for for a, a naughty snack. But then if you want something uh, a little lighter, as you've done, a coffee or maybe a toasted sandwich or even a salad, I, I think I might nah. have bought one salad from Macca's. Nah, salad uh, from Macca's is no good. But as you yeah. said, they're consistent. The coffees are always consistent at Macca's. That's kind of the only – well, that's why I normally get my coffees from there because I know they always generally taste the, st- the same. But yeah. um, every now, once in a while, they, they skip a beat. As they say, and look, look what's happened. We've mm. had an issue. No, it's an issue. You know the other good thing about Maccas I've always found? Clean toilets. Yeah, nine times out of ten. Yep. Yeah. Not 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 all the time. Not all the time. But it probably about as consistent as what their food is, really. So yeah. <laughs> uh I've because I've been to some uh sort of uh roadhouse little toilet breaks along the way and uh you can be real hit and miss on some of those some of them will be perfectly fine others of might yeah feel like uh no. n- nightclubs that i was hanging out in uh in the uh late uh, late 90s early 2000s this that is, is taking a turn this this is taking a turn hey, this is where the, you know what this when is... you get parked up thomas when you get parked up you don't know where you're actually going to get parked up <laughs> In the toilet, in a Macca's <laughs> toilet or in a trucky truck stop toilet. That's right. You just don't know. You don't know. Um, okay, cool. So uh, we've talked about uh, we've talked about Perth. We've talked about Tickford. We've talked about Super Two. Uh, there was there has been uh, some other racing going on. Other racing that you're not involved in, but uh, I know you're a scholar of the sport. And we had the Bathurst uh, Six Hour on over the weekend. We had TCR. Uh, and Trans Am were there from the Australian Racing Group categories. This is the Speed Series, Thomas. It's the Speed Series, and it's all on uh, Stan Sport. So uh, what of the action did you watch, or are you now so supercars-style driver that you just don't have time for any other racing other than your own? Wow, you're trying to make me... You're trying to make me sound like I'm Tony D at this rate, all right? <laughs> Just bring it down a tone, okay? Now, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I've got, um, I, I don't have a, I don't have a Stan Sport subscription, no. so the only racing that I caught was whatever was put on TCR or on the Bathurst Six Hour Facebook pages oh or, cool yeah that was that was all yeah. my content that's fantastic well there you go so i saw all your content <laughs> i'm helping and, you i didn't um, i haven't done my job well enough though to convince you that hang on i need the whole thing i need to <laughs> pony up and get a stand sports subscription clearly clearly now look to be honest i spent my easter weekend um with the family but i did keep tabs on the racing and uh saw that yeah especially in TCR, Aaron Cameron really showing his, his, uh, his strength and his form in the Peugeot. Um, so, no, look, he's doing a cracking job there. And obviously, yeah, Tony D uh, leading the championship. So it'd be great Tony to who? see him. Who? Oh, I forgot his name again. He's, <laughs> I just know the guy who races for um, Wall Racing. I really like David Wall, but I don't know why they put Tony D in the seat. But anyway, apparently... Tony D don't show up for your podcast. I think that's it. That's name. it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So uh, what about, so the, the six hour, the six hour was cool, mate. If there's, if there's an event that is tailor made for a Thomas Randall, that is your thing. Like, uh, you know, production car, uh, there's, a, there's actually quite a few, not, not professional, but almost semi, semi-professional teams that, that are that are doing it you know what they do they do very well and their cars are immaculate and um their pit garage setups are you know there's a, a great range of uh different setups that they've got 
some of it a little bit agricultural, but it's it's an event for anybody and everybody. Um, now you didn't you know watch all of the race, a six hour production car race. I tell you what, it goes for a long time, but six hours actually to be precise. But um, is that something that you'd like to do a um, a a production car race of that stature? Oh, look, it'd be a lot of fun, and it'd be great to do it with some with some good mates as well that are in the car, um, because you know you just can make a good weekend out of it. And to be honest, you probably wouldn't want to do it anywhere else apart from Mount Panorama. I mean, what That's a right. place to have a six-hour race! And uh, you know, we saw from the bits that I, I saw on the weekend, um, you know, it was a, a shame for the uh, the BMW of Tom Sargent and Cam Hill to get disqualified in qualifying. But you know, rules are rules. And uh, their comeback on Sunday was was pretty emphatic, um, you know, especially that move that uh, that Cam pulled on Tim Slade over Skyline. That's such a common passing spot. I'm <laughs> um, no, just just kidding. No, you don't often see cars pass there, especially not not for the lead either. So um, no, they uh, they showed a lot of form, and you know it it's uh, it's a tough race because. Um, to make a production car last six hours is not an easy thing. You know, you see a lot of them, unfortunately, break down during during the race and even early stages. But that, that's all part of it. But you know, it's not just about the race. It's it's about the experience that you have with your your crew, your families, and uh, and your teammates. So no, look, it'd be it'd definitely be something fun to do in the future. But yeah, we just so it happens. We've got got to get a got to get a drive first. But um, no, there's there's a few great events at Bathurst this year. The six hour, got the twelve hour coming up um, soon. Which still trying to get a, a drive for that one. Ooh, and then tell Bathurst us about 1, that. No, I, I, there's no scoop there yet, Grant. Still, Come on, we're after that. Well, okay. So, but you're I, in the market. You, you you're I on the yeah. Scoop. Okay. Now nah, look, once once I you know I'll never settle once with one scoop. Um, uh, <laughs> it's like ice cream. You don't have just one scoop, do you? That's right. That's exactly right. And of course you need like the hot fudge to go on the top as well. But now I'm just getting a little greedy. So uh, so you'd like to race at the 12 hour? You're in the market. Use this as your forum to <laughs> tell some of those teams that you are ready and waiting. I'm ready and waiting. Now, this is my, um, this is the marketplace for drivers, isn't it? The Parked <laughs> Up podcast. So um, you should rename it Not no longer parked up so then if i get a drive i'm no longer parked up you know cool thoughts uh i do uh, we did talk about getting uh, changing the name from parked up now that we're not parked up because of course we started uh while we're in lockdowns and everything was shut and we were um sitting at home dealing with uh screaming children and all those things um and and not really sure of our future and not, not wondering if we would never work again but, but other yeah, than that, you have to keep it. You have to, once you've, you've made it, that's it. That's what you're stuck with. It's like McDonald's. They didn't rename themselves. You know, that's, that's right. That's as it is. And you know what? You are talking to someone who got parked up at Simmons Plains. So uh, yeah, just because you parked up on the couch, you know, you can also be parked up in a race car as exactly. I discovered and at the hairpin. Yes. <laughs> and Neil Crompton and Mark Scaife use the term parked up so often I'm not sure if I need to pay them for no, helping us out with, with some stuff or if they need to pay us for a breach of copyright. I would think it's more the latter. Yeah, I think that's, it's a royalty, isn't it? The parked up royalty. That's right. Anytime I say it now, if I say it on air, would you like me to say, you know, trademark Grant <laughs> Rally 2020 or something yes, like please. that? Yes, just, um, just uh, I'll give you a little picture of my face. Uh, every time you say it, you just put... <laughs> put up a little uh, a little picture of my face and that that will cover it that will cover it and does this go for everyone listening in as well so everyone if you're hearing this whenever you say parked up what do we got to do grant what's the what's the protocols now well uh, it's well look i mean parked up is such a commonly used term i'm going to have to print a lot of my faces and i just <laughs> don't, i don't know if the world really needs any more of this uh, this lid thank you very much um, okay, cool. Well, Thomas, we've, uh, thank you so much for allowing us to join you on your trip back from Winton. It's a, it's a glorious drive, isn't it? It's just one of the greats. It's, uh, it's up there for sure. You know, I mean, it, it probably the only thing that would probably top it would probably be Sydney to Melbourne as being the next worst drive. But yeah. 
to be honest, it's not been so bad today just because I haven't done so many laps. But when when you leave home at 4.30, 5am, make a three-hour trip up, then do 100-odd laps in the car, and then you've got to drive back home, and you don't get home until 8, 8.30 at night, that's a big old day going to Winston and back. Oh, yeah. Yep, uh, we've done it before, Thomas, and I have no doubt we will do it again. We thank you so much for, for joining us, replacing Tony D so very well. Uh, I've got a couple of other chats that uh, I'm going to pull out of, the, uh, out of my little hot archive uh, and play that. But Thomas, we'll let you go. Continue your safe journeys, burning down that big old Hume Highway. Uh, and mate, we look forward to catching up with you on the other side of the country next week. Thank you, Grant. I hope everyone is parked up listening to the rest of the podcast. Trademark Grant Rowley 2020. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park, and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. Okay, we're back on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, we thank Race Fuels because that's how we get powered. And we also thank Thomas Randall who joined us for a, uh, a pretty uh, neat little chat there as we headed down the Hume Highway. Uh, but now I have found one of my very good friends. Her name's Tanea McLeod. She is the co-host of Girls on the Grid. She co-hosts that with Priya Richards. And uh, Tanea, I just wanted to grab you on. Like This is a... Let's let's clarify, right? Uh, that that Girls on the Grid is part of the glorious Network R uh, production house that is uh, building now. We've got three podcasts with uh, with Girls on the Grid, and and of course this one parked up and parked up plus. We've got so much going on, but you guys are doing an awesome job. Have you been enjoying it? Yeah, it's so much fun, and seriously, just to be able to chat to all the women and all the guests that we've had on has been such an awesome experience like I never would have been able to make those connections and you know sort of friendships with those people who I've sort of admired for a long time in my in building my career without the podcast so it's been yeah just been an unbelievable experience so far yeah awesome that, that, that's uh, that's great and you guys are doing such a good job um neither of you I guess were particularly like you know not journalists or like TV presenters or, and you've gotten kind of no, you know, desire to, or never have had a desire to do that. And it took me a while, quite a long while, probably like three or four months once we sort of seeded the idea to actually make it happen. Uh, and once you did that first episode, both of you have been flying really enthusiastic about it. Um, you know, you guys are always talking about it. You don't, you only lean on me for, um, for maybe a couple of contacts or a little bit of background information. You guys are, are, you know, running it yourself. And I think the thing that I like the most is you're just super enthusiastic about it. I actually didn't think I'd really enjoy it as much as I had, like as much as I am at the moment. Uh, you know, it first became an idea during a car trip to one of the Sydneys in late last year. It was me, Priya and Grant were all in the car and, just floating this idea of a podcast and both Priya and I are super passionate about getting more women involved in the sport because we've both seen sort of a, it's, it's been hard to kind of break that barrier. So we are super passionate about putting out content that teaches or shows the up and coming generations and younger women who might have a passion for motorsport, but don't really see a pathway because of their gender. And it's not, it's never about gender. But unfortunately, sometimes uh, it's just kind of seems that way. So we're super keen on talking to women who have broken through that barrier and who badasses, you know, doing really cool stuff in the motorsport industry. And yeah, I get really angry when we can't like get an episode out on time or I haven't done my graphics or I'm too busy to do uh, research or, and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm kind of kind of becoming a bit of a, a podcast nerd now about the whole thing and yeah, really enjoying the process. 
Yeah, awesome. Well, and you can uh, it definitely comes across. So anyone out there in the big bad podcast world, you can uh, after of course you've listened to Parked Up and Parked Up Plus, and then gone through the entire back catalogue of Parked Up. Uh, go and check out Girls on the Grid. You guys are up to episode 11? Episode 11 went out this week and episode 12 next week. We just locked in our guest for episode 12 who I can't tell you. You will find out. Uh, We're all part of the family here. Come on, tell us. Who you got? Okay, we're going to talk to the one and only Madeline Stewart. Hey, very good. (laughs) Miss Miss Stan Sport. Seriously, every time... At the Bathurst six hour, I looked up on the TV. She was getting interviewed. She didn't even race. <laughs> oh, what? She wasn't Her racing. She didn't make the grid. I seriously thought she was racing. She was. She was in a car, but they had heaps of dramas all weekend. And then, yeah, she's walking out on the grid to go find her car in the one of the sixty-seven cars, and her car just wasn't out there. And she's like, "Oh, whoops, cool." <laughs> so, uh-huh. they, yeah, unfortunately, like like most production car races, there's lots of things that can go wrong and, and usually do go wrong. And unfortunately it just wasn't a weekend for their prime motorsport team, but yeah, she was there, she was getting around and just, you know, soaking it up. Nothing, nothing better than being at Bathurst. That's right. Yeah. It was a good weekend uh, up there. Of course uh, you were up there uh, doing lots of your uh, video and content creation stuff. What was your thoughts? That, that's the second Bathurst six hour that, that we've done together uh what's what's your thoughts on that event it's uh like for me it's you know it's a place that you can race in a the best track that we've got but you can do it in a suzuki swift (laughs) well but you don't have to do it at like the super high level professional sure uh you know whatever you can do it at a budget racing amateur racing and it kind of really sort of helps the racing I don't know about you, but I even spoke to my mum and she watched the race all day. And mums are just like no supercars based on supercars drivers and follows it from a driver perspective and what I tell her. But she watched the six hour and she goes, it was a really good race. And she would have known not many people, but it was just really cool. And honestly, that Tom Sargent drive, that Cam Hill story, that was, yeah, that was the highlight of my weekend to follow that. It made it so much better, really come Sunday evening when they had lost their pole, but they still won the race. Just the story was, the story was amazing. So yeah, that was, that was definitely my highlight of the weekend watching those boys who I've worked for for quite a while come from 63rd through the first. It was, yeah, it had me, had my eyes glued to the TV in whilst also still trying to deliver all of the edits and photos for Grant's clients. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you very much. You did an outstanding job. We did not lose one client along the way. So that is a absolute win for me. Um, win for the country, you might say. Um, Tanae McLeod, awesome to talk to you. Excellent little cross-promotion uh, little thing here. Uh, of course, um, the Girls on the Grid is a new podcast, relatively new podcast. They come out every Monday morning, 6 o'clock. I know how stressed you get about meeting that deadline. You work night and day or certainly most of uh, Sunday night anyway. After the six hour was done, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tanea went and buried herself uh, in her bedroom for a couple of hours to make sure that the most recent episode was uh, out and about. So um, this, this wasn't just like after the six hour finished. This is after we finished all our editing work, had dinner, and then it was like 10 o'clock at night and I am absolutely fried, but I had to get the episode out on time i had to finish it that's a two or three hour process to edit it that's right but i was committed to the cause yeah good job it's it's definitely worth a listen uh everyone get your and an instagram follow because we have more followers than popped up that is embarrassing and i can't believe you've just told everyone that that should inspire all of our listeners to please follow us on parked up's instagram it's great content i don't know why people don't uh sort of follow us and it's it's very disappointing. We're nearly at a thousand. We only need like a couple more. So I know that would annoy Grant if we hit a thousand followers. So you know, you. if you want to annoy Grant, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> very good. Tony, Tony Alberto, follow us on the grid. I don't even know who that guy is anymore. Okay. Anyway, one last piece of cross promotion uh, before uh, we get over and done with for this episode. Our great man, j- journalist extraordinaire Mark Fogarty from Parked Up Plus 
had a in-depth conversation with Tony Quinn. Now, Tony Quinn, of course, uh, is owns motorsport basically down in this part of the land. Uh, he was born in Scotland. He came out to Australia and now he owns three or four racetracks across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, he races as well. Uh, he does it all. He even swears on the, on the televisions. That's, he does swear on television. That was he, impressive. He did that at uh, the six hour. Uh, but We all had good giggles over that. Fogues caught up with him for a really, really cool chat. You guys need to listen into this. It's Tony Quinn. Tanea, we thank you for joining us, but this is Tony Quinn with Mark Fogarty on Parked Up. Tony Quinn, you've already started cleaning up and tidying up Queensland Raceway. How much more is to come? What's the grand plan? Um, well, the grand plan, uh, the plan was always to bring it up to where it should have been. Uh, and we'll complete that by June, by by. October, December, we'll have extended more concrete pits and a little bit of track change work, but mainly for the motorbikes and the slower cars, because the motorbikes are quite an important part of the business. And we had the ASBK guys there uh, about a month ago, and they were awesome and very much a family environment. It was quite a good ambience, the whole thing. So the motorbikes are welcome there. I think they're going to Taupo next year. They're they're talking about it. Um, so no, I'm just getting back into the swing of, of having events there and there's lights going in so that we can have more evening type events and stuff. But, you know, I, I don't know what else people want me to do with it. I mean, everybody wants me to change the track and all that stuff. That can't and won't happen. Um, and I think if you come out for a pleasant day, you can see the whole track. The weather's usually good. We've put some shade up. The cafe's good. Ice cream's cold. Things are good. What about the supercars? Do you want to get them back? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, you know, I've had a few quiet conversations. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a new business now. They have to work out what they're doing. Um, they've got plenty of options, I'm sure. But it would be good to get them back there um, because it's it honestly is a V8 heartland. That whole area is would be very well supported. And I believe in the past... It was one of their, you know, profitable rounds. So we'd welcome them back, yeah, for sure. As soon as next year? Oh, next, uh, as soon as, not next week, but as soon, you know, we're there whenever they want to come, basically, you know, and, and um, I, I haven't even discussed what the deal would be, but they'd be most welcome. And what about your tracks in New Zealand? When the supercars get back to New Zealand, are you looking for them to transfer to say Hampton Downs? Yeah look that's their choice I think I mean the problem with the New Zealand gig at the moment is that the the money side of it resides in Auckland and although Pukekoe is only 20 minutes up the road it crosses the border which gets money from Auckland. Waikato where Hampton Downs is has been slightly jaded by the Hamilton Street race so you know there's not the same financial assistance but However, um, you know, we would we would talk to them openly about whatever opportunities lay ahead, and you know we have such a good reputation in New Zealand as a venue um, from all sides of authority that um, you know it would maybe be surprising what support we might get to have a V8 race there. And what's the general feeling over there about the supercars? Are they going to be back there this year? There's been all sorts of talk about. Well, mainly freight costs skyrocketing and the, the supercars won't get back. Well, it is a problem for everybody, even if you're bloody trying to sell some licorice or, or beef jerky, it's a problem. Freight is a global problem right now. Um, but, you know, I, I think if they try and fly them in and fly them out, that's an added unnecessary um, cost, in my opinion. If, if you time it right, we can get them on a boat in Australia have them in New Zealand next week and get them back on a boat and have them back in Australia the week after. I think if they timed it right, and you know, that's their business, but it could work with shipping. And that would save, it would, if it doesn't save $2 million, it would save $1 million for sure. Okay. Another of your 
businesses, investments is Triple Eight Race Engineering, now being run by Jamie Wincup. The results so far say he's doing a great job. As the largest shareholder, what's your view on, on how he's doing and, and, and how the transition from Roland Dane to Jamie Wincup has gone? Oh, look, I think it's as per the script, to be honest. I mean, I think a lot of people have been waiting for something to happen. Um, but I've consistently said that Jamie is no dummy and the team are at the top of their game. And we have the best driver, undoubtedly, in the land um, helping us out. And I think um, the team's going as per we expected, to be honest. I mean, I know that we all had our fingers crossed uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park and I was in the pits with Jamie and Jess and I've never seen Jess so nervous uh, before but when Shane uh, won the race it was such a relief for everybody um, to get the first one under the under the belt and you know Brock's been surprisingly uh, good in my opinion I think he's done a great job it was always going to be a tough you know how do you follow a great the goat, you know, how do you follow that? There's only one way, you know. But I think Brock's done a, an awesome job, and you know, he's also got the towering presence of Shane next to him. He's done a great job, and you know, he's, he's in the top 10. That's 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 exactly what we were hoping for. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Everything's going to plan, and Roland and me just stay back and let the, the young fellas do the job, and they're doing it well. We don't need to be involved. And we thank Fogues and Tony Quinn for that. Of course, you'll hear more from Mark Fogarty on Parked Up Plus every Monday at 5 p.m. He's always got a big news yarn, big scoop to uh, unravel, un- unfeather. He'll back his little scoop truck up and uh, dump them all out just for your ears to uh, to listen to. My name is Grant Rowley. Tony D, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, that's right. You're not here. No worries. We might hear from him next week. But for now, you uh, you all have uh, just a fantastic week. You've just listened to another Network R production. 